I'm your host, David Frost. This is my strategic forecast where you get common sense market analysis. Today is Tuesday, October 15, 2019. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. So I thought it was appropriate to lead with lemon meringue or was it cream? Because I definitely got a pie in the face today. So be it. Can't win every trade. The 80-20 rule got me. They tricked me. They trapped me. Whatever they did... I closed out the short position in the SPY, and I'm going to tell you why. We'll do it when we get there. It's really prevalent on another chart. Now, let's talk about the bigger picture for a second. The market went higher today. It doesn't matter what the reason, doesn't matter what anybody even believes the reason was the market went higher. Price is the absolute. We're going to use price and common sense to determine our next move. At least that's what my intention is. That will determine what my next move is. So here's the assessment. There's a couple of things. There's way more than a couple of things. There's actually a bucket full of stuff. We had divergences last night. We'll talk about those as we go through the charts in the various markets as well. We had a tail candle. And what's interesting is, and this is precisely the reason why it's in the chart, I fell for my own reason the very reason why i don't love tail candles where this one was i put it in the course it's in the course at lazy e-mini trader specifically where we like to see tail candles and where they have less importance against where they have more importance either way it was still traded against the high and even on close they did close above the high that's always a choice There's no accidents or coincidences. They closed above the high of the previous high or the tail candle. The high was 298.74. Today's close 298.88. So where are they going? Where are we? What's going to happen next? We need to know all this stuff. Can they just reverse tomorrow and go down and this could be just a big fat trap? It could. It's happened before. But what you can't do in trading is anticipate What kind of trick or what kind of trap might come around tomorrow? You can't trade like that because that's essentially guessing and guessing becomes gambling and gambling ends up with losses. So what we do is essentially abide by a set of rules, all the stuff that's laid out in the course. And if we use all that stuff, we're going to be on the right side of roughly the 80-20 rule. The pie in the face was on the 20% side of the camp. But it's going to happen. Wasn't the first time, and it's not going to be the last time. But here's something interesting. I discuss this quite frequently. I think it's worth saying again. It's worth repeating because it's so important. When you enter a trade, you have to enter a trade with the belief and the confidence that you're going to be 100% correct. The trade is going to work out in your favor every single time. That's the attitude you have to have going in the trade. Going in the trade is mechanical. It's not emotional. It's the reason we're in the trade is because price did this or the chart did that or the market did whatever. We have our specific reasons as laid out in the course. But we also are completely aware. It's just an awareness that we're not going to win every trade. 
we know we're going to lose, but we can't go in with the attitude of, I hope I don't lose this trade. You're going to lose more trades than not when you go in with that attitude. The attitude is, this is an easy trade. I see the setup. It's a slap me in the face trade. And by the way, there is no easy trade. There are trades that work out quickly and picture perfect, but there is no such thing as an easy trade. So on the flip side, we have rules. What happens if the market does X, Y, and Z? Well, in this case, the market closed above the high we were trading against. I'm following my rules. I exited the trade. I'm taking a hit. It is what it is. If the market turns around and it confirms on the downside and I have to get back in at a different price, so be it. I'll be okay to do that. But what I'm not going to do is watch this thing continue higher. So now let's talk about the upside. Is there more upside? If there is, where's it going? So A, there can always be more upside. We took a look at weekly charts recently, didn't we? And we found that there's nothing wrong with the weekly charts. So here we go. Here's an example of the result of nothing was wrong with the weekly chart. Are they going to make new highs? Here's what I'll say. Odds favor yes from where I sit, but that's not a forecast, and I don't know that they will. But we have to look at this objectively. If the market's going to continue higher, one of three things is going to happen. They're either going to come up short, they're going to hit it on the button, or they're going to spike it through and make a new high. I have no idea whether to know or not whether they will make a new high. My gut tells me they're going to make a new high. Here's something I found interesting this morning. Look at the opening print. The opening print was right at 297.10. So whether it was on 297, slightly above or slightly below, it's still around 297, which reinforces my feeling that 297 is still important. Hence, I couldn't help but notice that right at the opening, so I wanted everybody to know that all of a sudden we're seeing things develop right out of the gate at least opening around 297 had to be somewhat bullish again we knew where they were going they were going to test the top of a breakdown candle we'll look at other charts in a moment but under normal garden variety market conditions they shouldn't have just blown right through these areas it's not going to happen the majority of the time but it does happen, it will happen, it did happen. I'm just giving you a snapshot so you can see what we were discussing inside the numbers throughout the day. You can certainly pause the video and you can read it on your own. There's no magic here. There's nothing of a total surprise. It's pretty much garden variety commentary, as you see pretty much each and every day. Stocks on the move, we'll take a look at some charts. Important numbers, you can take a gander. On a day like today, when the market gaps higher, it takes away a lot of the opportunity, especially when it's a gap and go. Unless you're willing, and I'm certainly not proposing this, but unless you're willing to chase the market, there's not a lot you can do in the face of a gap and go, especially when you're on the other side of the tape. First, you see it unfolding. You know what's coming. You say a few choice words. The one closest to G-rated is really, you gotta be shitting me. And then you have to get up and clean the pie off your face. So out of that list, we had one stock listed as a jump target. I'm gonna go over this one. That's the one you're seeing on the screen, PAGS. 
and then we had two that actually hit their targets in the traditional way. So let's discuss this one first. When a stock jumps a target, it means it opened below, in this case, because we're looking for a support level to buy. So it opened below the target. First target was 41.41. Opening below takes the first target, in my book, off the table. We look to the second target. So those traders that are buying the second target, you can see what happens. At $40, it pretty much cuts through it like a hot knife through butter. But what you'll also notice is the stock never went through the hourly close below the number listed as the stop was 39 bucks. So you can see here the first hour closed. This is uh, 1030 is the first hour of the day. Closing price, 39.50. Now I know it's not a fun ride. I get it. But technically speaking, since where we closed was above the second price, it's not a losing trade. I wouldn't classify it as a winning trade. I would just classify it as one of the trades on the board. And if you took it at 40, there was some pain involved. I get it. I took it at 40. Now, here's the second one that hit its target was Frontline, FRO. 1092 was the target. The stock closed yesterday at $11.71, getting a pretty healthy haircut at the open. Now, look what happened with this one. It hit the target, went a little bit below, not much. The low here was 1077, and then it bounced up, and it goes to a high of around 1114. It doesn't sound much, but when you add up the numbers, it's more than you're traditionally looking for on an $11 stock to begin with, at least to take some profit off the table. And here's what happened. Those traders or any trader that's holding at that time when it comes back down to collapse... You have to get out of the position. A trade that's working in your favor that begins to not work in your favor, something has changed and you get out of the trade. So here's what happened with this one. I'm in the trade. I take some profit off the table and I'm still in the trade. It comes back down, closes this candle 11.45 ending. It was in this time frame. I don't remember exactly which chart I was looking at at the time. But once we got down below my entry price and it started closing down there on the intraday charts, I got out of the rest and it actually impacted my profit on the half a position that I took off in the first place. And you can probably hear it in my voice. It becomes a little frustrating. Here's the funny part. I was kind of over the whole thing until I started talking about it again. Now I'm starting to get hot under the collar about it. Not just about FRO, but I had the pie in the face with the SPY trade. I have this thing. I had PAGs we just looked at, and then we come to Goldman Sachs. Now, I made some money in Goldman Sachs, and it definitely buffered the total loss today, but I definitely had a loss today. There's no doubt about that. Goldman Sachs win wasn't close to the loss that I had in the put position on the SPY. But had I held longer, would have been a better situation. But I didn't do that, so be it. Some traders did. I got a bonanza full of emails about Goldman Sachs. So I'm glad a lot of traders got a hold of Goldman Sachs today down below 200. You see the prices down there. There's a gap down here. There's another gap, but necessarily there's another area or reason, I should say. So we had two prices, never even got to the second one. And you can see the immediate rocket ride higher 
as the market itself got into melt-up mode. Goldman Sachs was up more than $8 from the entry price, and that's intraday. So what you're seeing is real-life stuff. You're seeing Goldman Sachs stuff. We have these a lot. You're seeing a couple of tough trades. You're seeing me take a hit. I take hits just like everybody else. You're seeing the real stuff. But guess what? I'm going to win in the long run, and so are you if you stick around and you learn day by day, candle by candle, chart by chart. All right, now let's move the ball around the horn a little bit. I've got a couple of things that I want to discuss on this chart. Here's the hourly chart of the SPY. Here's the reason. So yesterday we discussed the bearish pattern and we discussed that under normal conditions, this bear flag pattern would play to the downside. Now that didn't happen, but what we also said was if we find the market by chance gapping above, for example, the breakdown candle high or trading above it, which it did today, watch out because there could be another leg to the upside. Now, we didn't see that other leg to the upside today, but that doesn't mean there isn't one other leg or another leg in the offing sooner than later. Now, we've got a lot of numbers sloshing around here. We have this breakdown candle high that comes in at 298.64. We go over to the daily chart. That's not the daily chart. We go over to the daily and we have this high here at 298.74. We have a breakdown candle high at 298.46. So we have a lot of numbers that are in a tight range. Let's not split hairs over the pennies. The market was going the other way. It's telling you something. Unless it's going to pull the rug out tomorrow and make me look like a fool, that's fine. It has every right to do that. But I'm reading what I read today. If it walks like a duck and it talks like a duck, it's generally a duck, and I'm okay with being wrong. I was wrong on this trade. Here's another thing that we often say. That when in fact we have a setup where the energy is going to be released in the downward direction in toward these moving averages, for example, or lower, that energy, if the market is going in the other direction, is released in the other direction. So that's what we saw today. That same energy was released. It just flipped around and it went the other way. So we were going to see the move today. And that's another reason why I knew early on we were unlikely to see the market just turn around and head south. It could have. I'm certainly void of a crystal ball like everybody else. I just took what I had, took what I know, and did what I did. Now here's a look at a 120 minute chart and you can see they're trying to break out. They're trying to break up and higher. So we're trying to break up out of this area. That's where the market gapped up to the other day, traded sideways, a little bit of a fake out. And here we are again. Now the market this time up decided not to stop there. So we have another destination in mind. Where is that destination? This pivot high right here at 300 almost got there today. This gap right here, the old highs or higher. Nobody really knows. These are the areas that make logical sense. There's a couple more in between, obviously. But these areas are where the market is likely to find garden variety overhead resistance. But if we're going to make new highs, let them just get her done. Is this a melt up to much higher prices? We have no idea. It's way too early to tell. One day at a time, one candlestick at a time. Let's see what they do tomorrow. This may be a total nothing burger. What's doing over in Camp IWM? Here they are back at the convergence of these moving averages. Now, remember that 
print down there to fill the gap that we noticed from Friday. We noticed it. It didn't happen. It could still happen, but look where we are. We're now all of a sudden knocking on the door once again at this downsloping trend line. Where does it come from? It comes from the weekly chart. We've spiked above it a number of times, but you can see the importance of this trend line. Remember, we discussed this maybe once or twice a month. There's nothing in the book that says this can't be some kind of a bull flag pattern of some sorts. That is possible. We've talked about this before. It's crazy what's going on with the IWM, the wild rodeo ride it's been on. But we have to look at the market for what it is. And what it is on the daily chart right now is into some moving averages, normal garden variety market resistance. However, look how close we are to the trend line. Where's the trend line come in now? About 153, give or take. That's all it is. We're at 152. We can gap over the trend line on Wednesday. Anything is possible. Remember what we said a few days ago? Didn't I use the phrase, don't fight the Fed? I was fighting the Fed. Playing Monday morning quarterback, I'm pretty sure I get to wear the schmuck shirt. What's doing down at the transportation department, our favorite canary in the coal mine? our second favorite market leading indicator. Now check this out. So the other day, going back to Thursday, the transports closed pretty much at or near the highs, okay? So we had a big up day and it was outpacing everything else. We noted it, we talked about it, we moved on. The next day we have the big gap higher, we're into the moving averages. Now today we're busting above the moving averages, challenging this breakdown candle high. Doesn't this look in lockstep with the IWM? Here we go again. We have to draw this out. We have to recognize this. Is this feasible? Is it plausible? I didn't believe it 10 times. Every time the market goes to the top end of the channel, you have to be prepared for a breakout. You have to discuss it. You have to recognize it again. It's the umpire thing, calling balls and strikes. How about a short hop over to the pot stocks real quick? Here's Canopy. Nice big update today, over a dollar. We talked about these last night. How about Tilray up almost 8% at the end of the day? That's a big move for Tilray. This is one of those deals that was at 300 bucks. Now it's at 20. So it's the move from 300 down to 20 that's dramatic. The move from 21 to 22 is not that big of a deal. C-R-O-N, Kronos Group. We talked about this one last night, I believe, up 5.5% today. And then ABC, which is Aurora. I don't remember exactly which ones we talked about. We talked about the pot stocks in general. So this was up 7% today. So somebody was listening. How about the Qs? Remember this trend line? I took it off. I put it on. I took it off. Now I took it off, and it's gone. Here we are on the weekly chart. You can see we're in an uptrend. We're above all the moving averages and here we come. Here's a breakdown candle high. Are they going to get through it on the second run? They tried and failed. Here we come again. We'll see. Let's see how much mustard they have in the jar. Nobody's in a position right now to say, this is the high, this is the high, this will be the high, this will, or something higher. So what we do is we wait for the market to let us know where the high is. How do they let us know? It's taught in the course at Lazy E-Mini Trader. We look for signs and signal of a trend change. If for me, that's the only thing that I'm going to be doing from this point forward. 
I'm looking for signs and a signal of a trend change, and I'll have something next to trade against. I had something to trade against. It didn't work. I want something else to trade against. I've talked about that trade way too much tonight. You have every right to submit your paperwork to the complaint department about that. What do you say after a day like this in the queues? You say it's bullish until it's not, and you move on. The XLF, the financials, little bit of a clue yesterday. We kind of made it a clue, appeared as a clue, smelled like a clue, probably should have made more of it than I did. Here we are at the breakdown candle high. We talked about that. We have another high up here. This is a pivot high right around 2860 or so. What's the actual number? The high is 28.67. You haven't closed above this breakdown candle high yet. 28.15, you spiked it today, closed below. Is that it? It's possible. We don't know yet. Some markets blew right through certain numbers. Other markets found overhead resistance. That's why we treat each and every chart independent of one another. Remember this? The SMH. We talked about this. Here was this move. Here was this move. Here is this move. We talked about it once. We talked about it twice. We talked about it three, four, five, maybe six or seven times. I have to say, it is pretty remarkable. This is the wall of worry. Look at this chart. This chart is absolutely climbing a wall of worry. You had in the middle of things trade war with China, semiconductors. Companies are getting shut down, blocked out, boxed out, whatever. And all the while, the SMH continue marching north. Why do we look at the SMH? Because it's a general and good indicator of the tech sector, a leading indicator of the tech sector. So here you are, the SMH in an uptrend on the weekly chart, nothing wrong. Getting a little far extended from home base, home base would be the 20 period moving average. So even on the weekly chart, we're getting extended. You can see we're now extended from the daily chart 20 period moving average. But you know what I always say, the markets can always go a lot farther in whatever direction than people think they can. So there's nothing to say we can't find this at 1.30 before it decides to come back toward home base or at least eat some time off the clock, go sideways for a while and let home base work up to price while price just works time off the clock. And with that folks, I'm out of wind. I'm gonna give it a wrap here. We're gonna pull the ripcord. I wanna thank each and every one of you. Without you, these videos are not possible, so I appreciate each and every one of you. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. My Strategic Forecast is hosted by David Frost. Subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast app, and please visit MyStrategicForecast.com for more information. My Strategic Forecast is common sense market analysis.